What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Well, hello, friends. Welcome in. Nice spring weather out finally. Just finished watching Augusta on Easter Sunday. Doesn't get much better than that. You're listening to Bolt Brady and his bro. It's the best place for your sports gambling information. It's welcome in Bolt. And I watched a boatload of the Masters. Oh, yeah. Um, I probably watched as much as some of the players' relatives. Well, if if you could find the the coverage or, or ESPN Plus, whatever you had to use to. <laughs> no, you know what? I know a lot of our friends were complaining. If you just go to masters.com, and we, we actually even did that on our TV. You just, you know, you go to the internet app on the TV. Yeah, no, I, I did it. All, you know, especially those first couple of days, it does the featured groups and, and aim and corner and stuff. It's just when it comes to the network coverage, everyone rips into CBS and stuff because it's delayed or they weren't showing like the guys that were the, the back <laughs> group, like. For the first five holes, it just it was a little odd sometimes in the show. <laughs> but without capping on them, one thing that I did take away from that though is, uh, you know, Jim Nance obviously is a baller when he announces it. But um, Trevor Immelman, I think, does a really really good job also. Yep, yeah, he he slipped into Faldo's seat and he's he's doing great. Okay, now speaking about the broadcast, did you see this? Is incredible. Did you see when they were interviewing Rory during the middle of the tournament? Oh, when they throw in the ear pods. Yeah. Oh. So I see Big Roar with the ear pods in, and I go, what's going on here? And then you hear Trevor Immerman go, so Roar, hey, thanks a lot for joining us today. And I go, are we shitting me right now? Uh Uh-huh. This guy, because I think at the time he was like two over, too, in the beginning of his round, because his was round one, Yep. and I'm just sitting here shaking my head, and then later in the broadcast, the next day, they brought on Justin Thomas, and this guy is barely making the cut at the time. He was like on hole 16, Yeah. and I'm like, I cannot believe these guys are doing it. I'm thinking, there's no way Tiger would do this, you know? There, there's no way Brooks would do this. These guys are zoning in, <laughs> and guess which two guys missed the cut? Yep. Incredible. I did. Rory was on number nine, and it was like, you know, he had like the nine iron and hit hit it up there, and it's he, he leaves the butt in while he hit the shot. Right. And then he starts talking <laughs> to him after. He's like, what'd you think there, like, about the result, et cetera? And I'm just like, wow. Dude, maybe if this is the children's Shriner... <laughs> You know, PGA event <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> but when we're firing at the Masters and you're going, you're trying to get all four majors, you know, to get, a, and this is the last one you need, and you're chitting away, not the play. Even Nick Faldo goes, get serious. I saw him. He was like, why? Like, what? what is the point of that? You're, yeah. It could do nothing but distract you, and this is a major. Yeah, so that was not the play. Yeah, Thomas was like plus one when he did it, and then he finished it, I think, plus four, but him going up is what got Tiger into the cut line. Yep, I saw that. And then, uh, 
you know, Big Tiger, wow, was that guy the automatic fade this weekend. Mm -hmm. Tigre, you've provided a lot of great moments for us in golf, but right now you provide a lot of great betting moments (laughs) because going against you is the automatic fade. Our boy Seamus Power, that wasn't even close. Seamus took it to you. Um, but one thing that I will give props to Tiger that I noticed, okay, get serious on this stat. So Tigre back in 2007 when was he was just dominating everyone, okay, Rom and um, Scotty Chef and Rory were all 8-1 to one favorites before this tournament started, right? So you put down $100 and you'd win 800 if one of those guys won. Tigre back in 2007 was minus 125. Wow. Yeah. Before the tournament started, minus 125 to win the whole thing. And let me put that in perspective for everyone. This guy that's the head trader at points bet, you know, like a sports book, he said, to give you an idea what that means is Rory would have to start the tournament ahead of everyone by six strokes for us to make him minus 125. Huh, like the like the FedEx Cup final when you get the lead if you're yeah, the man first. That's that's what it would be like for to be a minus one twenty five to start the tourney. Is that incredible? You just don't see that in golf because they're like it's so hard to pick the winner. You're yeah, like, you're gonna make this guy minus one twenty five. Right? Is that pure domination? Yeah, his little ten year run there. I know they would always show his percentage of how many times he teed it up. He won like twenty six percent of the time. Yeah, that's a joker. So every four tournaments, he's getting a W. No, he's at 26 because at one point it was up by like 30. It's probably maybe it's gone down, you know, but when he was at, yeah, when he was at his prime, no, I remember it was like 30%. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So anyway, bummer. I mean, dude, I saw him hobbling around that second round and I go, I don't care who he's playing right now. I'm going to take that other guy. And uh, sure enough, you know, <laughs> well, it's. It got cold, it got wet, and then those hills, it's just, I I don't know if he's ever going to get around that place smoothly. No, yeah, we, we've had some buddies that go there, and they said, dude, you can't you can't tell how hilly it is on TV. It's, you know, there's hills all over. And the, yeah, that's the whole thing, dude. And anyone that knows, like, having an injury, it doesn't matter if he's walking down hills or not. He's limp. He limps, even on the flat ground. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just props for him to even be able to out there compete and make the cut when JT and Rory can't, and they're the 100%, dude. and they're, like, 20 years younger than him. Um, so it was an accomplishment for him to make the cut. And then, you know, he obviously got 24 years in a row making the cut. And that's when he goes, guys, this is T gray. I'm out of here. The rest of the tournament, J- <laughs> JT had the, uh, the wedding ring on too. I think he's newly married the last like year. I'm like, we can ditch that during the round two, bud. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. You notice that I saw that too. And I'm like. Dude, these guys packing it in when they're in the prime of their careers, making super big chips and st- and still super young, and they tie the knot. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I th- remember uh, 2012, the U.S. Open came to San Francisco at, yep. at Olympic. Yep. And I think I told you I was following a couple of groups, and Bill Haas, you know, um, <laughs> he was late 20s at the time, and his gal, like his wife, was kind of like going, like, Bill. Because they have the food and beverage on some of the holes, like the free coolers and stuff. Right. She's like, throw me a water. Like, wow. And he's like, huh? And he like turns around and like, 
dude, zip it. I'm in the middle of the U.S. <laughs> Open here. Do not say a word to me. <laughs> they, they, you know, those guys needed. Derek Jeter needed to have a chit with them and say, guys, why don't you tie the knot when you're about 43 and go have a decent time out here? Zone it in, <laughs> big time. Yeah, Rory. You know, I, I, I don't. He's gonna have a problem. I don't think he's gonna win the Masters. He just mentally is so tight and wants the grand slam so bad he just can't settle in and what's crazy he is he had his best opening round mm-hmm. the 72 which isn't great but um so you thought okay here we go and then it just wasn't happening um did that, you see he dropped out this week of the hilton head i did notice that i didn't see why did he give a reason why he hasn't but you know they they designate those 12 events now a year which you're supposed to go to them if you're within the top 20 okay um and you can miss one and if you miss another it has to be excused by injury or something but from monahan the commissioner and yeah he missed the opening one the century in uh, maui Oh, so this one's unexcused, and they're like, the rule is, I guess they can take your that player impact money. Oh, uh, and he took second last year, which was twelve million. Really? So they're like, they might take a chunk of that, and Rory's like, whatever, you know, it's not about the chips right now. But <laughs> he's obviously not feeling great about his Masters performance. No, that was that was not great. He's like, I shouldn't have done the earbud. Probably no, the earbud was not the play. His. uh his team, quote unquote, team should have never let that happen. What'd you think about Rom and, and Brooksar on Sunday? Well, before we get to Sunday, I mean, I, that first day was legit, right? <clears throat> Big Victor Hovland just comes out of nowhere. Um, I mean, everyone's always known that his his irons are the strongest part of his game, but his putting is what lets him down. And he was on fire with that. And so the three of them finished minus seven after the first day. And, you know, we always talk about following us on Twitter and Instagram. I actually tweeted out on Friday night. Um, it was quite honestly the best bet, you know, one of the best bets that I've seen this entire year. It was you could get uh, Brooks to finish in the top six plus 105. And after that first round, you got to be kidding me if you don't think Brooks was going to be in the top six. <laughs> so I, I tweeted that out. And then also Brooks, I tweeted out Brooks versus uh, J-Day, big J-Day. I'm like, the rain's coming and J-Day's going down. Oh, yeah. We always say he's not. he can't buckle up. No, he's not the grinder. So Brooks took him down there, um, which was nice. But uh, and then the but my And so I actually started loading up on Brooks to win it the tournament though too um but i was concerned that big rom was behind him he's one of the few guys that i'm like ah, that sucks he's behind him he was he was kind of spraying it a little bit the first few rounds especially with the driver and you can spray it there and get away with it off the tee you you know you can get behind some trees or, or a little bit of pine straw but you can always recover there for the most part yeah, those it, those fairways are huge. Uh, they can just find some gaps, but then he he tightened up the driver on Sunday. Yeah, it was well, it was pure domination on Sunday. I mean, yeah, the drama was gone, dude. Well, Brooks went sixteen holes without a birdie mm-hmm. in a row. I mean, that's not cutting her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I could go out there and get a birdie within the sixteen holes. Some of those, some of those, like those par fives. I mean. They're not that hard. I mean, granted, I, I wouldn't be going for them in two like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I would go down to 100 yards out and then throw a 
dizzy to about six feet, and that's Otto from there. <laughs> and that's how I'd get my birdie. <laughs> just just Corey Pavin up the fairway. Um, I'll go Zach Johns. Zach, he's a little more modern. Yeah. He's he's more modern, and he got the he got the Masters. Yep, he got the Masters underneath them. Yeah, and one of the coldest weather ones ever. Right, which they always say that's going to benefit the long hitters. But, you know, Zach, Zach throws the darts like I do with the wedge. Yeah, Brooks, that, that, you know, he played 30 holes on Sunday. I don't know if, like, the schedule caught up with him. He just kind of ran out of juice. But that opening tee shot, round four. Oh, jeepers. Hard left. They were all going three wood, if you noticed. On yeah. One, two. And he ended up in nine fairway. But... Far enough left to get a good look. His caddy got a really good number for him, and he still put it on the green. Yeah, I know. And so then once he got on the green, I'm like, okay, here we go. And but you, it's just you know, he's always such a confident guy. That's like bounce, you know, like's got the chest up, and uh, you could just see that chest going further and further down. Shoulders getting slumped over as the round went. And I, I look at the boys and I go, this thing's over with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, put it away. But should we tell the listeners what place I took out of 496 entries? I'm sure they'd love to hear it. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I was in a big golf contest, 496 guys, and I tied with one other person for first place. Nice play. Yes, it was. So even though I wanted Brick Brooks, I bet on Brooks individually. Um, I was cheering for Rom because he was a part of my team that helped take first. Yeah. So I think, uh, oh, and remember before when we chatted about this and I said, Rom is probably sitting in the kitchen right now looking at the odds just like we are, and he's pissed off to see Scotty and Rory ahead of him. I meant to tell you in one of his interviews, it was like after, you know, the second or third round, they go, well, you were the odds on favorite. And Rom goes, actually, no, I was third. On the mm. list. Yep. And so there it was, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he was staring at the odds. I'd like to know Rom's uh, schedule at home because he just doesn't look like he gets after it. Like Jim Wise and stuff as hard as some of the other dudes. No, not with that pop pilly. No, th- <laughs> there's no way. He's got uh, obviously some, some gifted hands and stuff. But oh. yeah, I, I don't think he grinds the gym. <laughs> well, and that, that, that fourth round, the last round, Nance was like... And and both of these guys just built like, you know, tigers or something like that, like implying like these guys were like yoked or whatever. And I'm like, Rom? I mean, he's bigger because of the pot belly. <laughs> it's not like this guy's got pipes or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously solid. He doesn't let the uh, his emotions get him as badly as it used to. Mm, he'll, he slammed a little bit of a driver here and there. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, maybe a touch better than it was. But, I mean, you want him to be emotional. You yep. know, I mean, Tigre, Tigre would get pleased. I mean, he, he drops the F-bomb still. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, J- Jim was probably running out, running out of things to say. Uh, I mean, Phil and, and Jordan had some good rounds, but it was too little too late. Yep. I mean, I was wrong on Phil. I said, light the money on fire, and Phil goes, yeah, right. 65-er. <laughs> Lowest round ever for him on a Sunday. Um, I mean, that just came out of left field. I mean, he's firing the 78ers on Liv. <laughs> yeah, this place obviously gets him excited. You know, um, and it was just weird to see, you know, he wasn't in com- comfortable in front of the camera. 
But he was juiced after that 65. I mean, did you see the smile on his face? Mm-hmm. He looks way different. He looks like, you know, he's thinner and looks like a little, I don't know, older or something now because of the weight <clears throat> loss. Well, I think he's probably aged during this whole live process. Yeah. You know, he's probably not eating as much. Uh, he's aging. I mean, I'm sure it's wearing him down a little bit. Yeah. He had said, you know, talking to the reporters Friday afternoon, he's like, it's it's about to come. And he goes, I can feel it. And so he called it. He did. And he balled. And uh, and then Big Jordo made the run. I mean, at Jordo, Jordo in round three, like two out of three holes, he went in the water. Se- shot a 76. Sheepers. So, I mean, that course, it's it's just fun to watch people play because it brings the best out of everyone. Everyone wants to win that bad boy. Mm-hmm. That amateur bald. Yeah, Bennett. Um, geez, and then he hopped on a plane, and he's playing in uh, Santa Cruz for two days in a row, like the coll- intercollegiate. Just, oh, is he? Yeah, I, was, I turned on Golf Channel last night, and he's he's there representing Texas A and M. It's like a two day event. Wow, is he cruising around that place like a superstar? He was in fifth, I think, last night when I had looked. I'm like, geez, this guy's just like keep her going. <laughs> yeah, he's flying high. Yep, turned pro soon, but he had a great week, right? So, yep, always fun to watch. Love the Masters. Everyone knows all those holes, and it was nice out. So it's always a great watch. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about it. Do you? Before we jump into the big NBA playoffs here, nope. Let's get rocking on some hoops. Yeah, and we're kind of uh, we're kind of rolling here with the March Mad and the the PGA. Or let's see if we can pick some more winners here at the NBA playoffs. Yep. So there's a couple play play in games. I guess you know you got the Pelicans and Lake Show tonight, or uh, Lake Show in Minnesota. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the. Um did you see Gobert has to sit it out because he threw the punch? Yeah. they he Yeah, he called him the bitch or whatever he said, and he threw the punch. And then the other sap on their team hit the wall and broke his hand. Right. What a joker. <laughs> um, but this line started off at like six, and now it's up to eight and a half. Might even reach the niner. I think if it gets up to nine, I might fire on the Timberwolves. Might be getting a little too high. Um, I mean... LeBron, LeBron's back. I mean, when was the last time LeBron played? Like, they're, they're just going to be coming out humming. I think what I like in that game is under the 232. And uh, so I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on it to start the game. And then if they start off at all slow, and what I mean by that is, like, within the first two minutes, if they've only got, like, five, six, eight points max combined, I'm firing on the total under hmm. end game. That's what I'm doing. Let's do it. Yep. Anthony Davis has finally kind of showed up a little more consistently and putting up the numbers again. Well, they're talking about the Lake Show like they're legit. I'm like, dude, they're not. Like, I mean, they've got LeBron. He'll turn on an extra gear for the playoffs, but come on. I mean, like people even chitting about them getting out of the West. That's not happening. No. I mean, I think they're just way better than they were, and it's just, it's always a topic to cover on the Sports Center and stuff because it's got LeBron. Right. I mean, the play of the play in games, they're nice because it's an opportunity for us to get more action and watch more games. I mean, I, I think, I think there's like at least two weeks in a row where I think there's like hoops every day, which is fantastic. Mm, yeah, TNT has the games rocking. I mean, is that any good? <laughs> but um, 
you know, these playing games, okay, great, whatever. Let's get it situated and let's start rocking and rolling. I mean, the guys that are in seventh and eighth don't love these playing games. Like, you know, we kind of locked this thing up. Why do we have to play another game here? <laughs> right after they do that. Well, let's, let's, let's start with the, uh, the West here. All right. We got Big Denver is the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And then the two seeds, Memphis. And then we got Sacktown making the playoffs for the first time in 19 years. And then you've got the Suns at four, the Clips at five. Worry about the Clips. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for playing, guys. You're not going to do diddly squat in this thing. And then at number six, we could probably stop there. It is your Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. And here's what I find interesting. So uh, they play Sacktown in the first series. So it's the Battle of NorCal. And even though the Warriors are the sixth seed and Sacks the third seed, the Warriors are the favorite to win that. What is your take to win that series? Minus 200, actually. Yeah. I mean, exciting one, right? It's probably the two teams we know the best. We live right by them. So that's super cool. Um, I wish they weren't playing each other earlier in the Western Conference. I right. wish they kind of wait till later in the round. Right. I was seeing the prices were coming out, you know, and it's been such a long drought up here. It's cost more to see the games in SAC than it's going to cost to see it at the Chase Center in San Fran. No way. The average price, they were showing the thing like the StubHub thing. It was second level, like uh, you weren't down low. And it was average of four hundred and forty four bucks. Wow. And then the average price at the Chase Center for game three was two twenty two. Dude, and the Chase Center's like usually chips. Yeah. I think uh you know, it's not a far drive for those of you that don't know. It's like you can drive up from from Golden State to SAC, it's like an hour and ten minutes at the most. So it's like some of these people are like Let's come on up. <laughs> Let's do both. Or just the Silicon Valley people will throw the money at it and be like, I don't care. You know, I want the seats. Yeah. I just went to the SAC game um, against the Spurs recently. And the SAC, the, the Kings, I mean, their fans are going to bring it. Like th- those home games are going to be legit. All, all the home games are going to be legit. Uh, the question is, is how SAC going to play in their first playoff series in many, many years? Mm-hmm. And the first game is actually, uh, gosh, was it was the line? I think Sacks minus one at home, which isn't very much. Obviously, that's a lot of respect for yeah. the War Dogs. I think Sacktown probably gets the first game. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. You think the well, the Wars kind of well. Here is what I will agree with. So the War Dogs, I don't know if you know this, but they had the worst record against the spread on the road this year. No, I know they're terrible on the road. It's the worst ever for a defending champion to have the, the record they had on the road. Okay, it was 12 wins and 29 losses. Terrible. Right. But that gets completely thrown out the door for the playoffs. It does not matter at all. And I do think that the War Dogs will take a game from them on the road, and then it's ball game because the War Dogs are not losing at home. No. I mean, they are... Jokers at home. Last year, I rolled with them. I don't want to say every game they were at home, but I would say 80% of their games, I didn't even mess with the line. I just said money line, which sometimes was expensive. Sometimes it was like minus 330, and I said worry about it. 
because they're getting the W here. Right. And I think they lost one game at home last year in the playoffs. So, telling everyone out there again, I'm going to be firing on the War Dogs money line every time they're at home. I mean, good luck trying to beat that squad at home. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been playing better here this last few weeks down the stretch, too. They're just, they know the playoffs are coming. They're looking better. And then they still, what they say about Wiggins, you know, he's like, I think I'd like to get back, but they, they have to assess his uh, stamina and stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I, who knows? You know, I mean, they've obviously played a boatload of games without him. And I mean, we want him back, but dude, listen, it's the big clay and it's the big Steph and Draymond. And when those three play together in the playoffs, uh, they're undefeated. Like as far as taking playoff series, because it doesn't happen very often. I mean, even go back to when Clay and Steph were playing against Cleveland, and then Draymond had the technical fouls and got dismissed for the game. So that doesn't count as them playing a whole series together. Mm-hmm. I think they're like four and zero when they're when they get to play a whole series together. Will stand by. Yeah, that technical cost them that title that year. It sure did. And Kyrie hit the game seven shot. It sure did. Yeah, that didn't help. But maybe Big Draymond has. Uh, I don't know, matured more since then, once the playoffs start. Yeah, well, that, I'm excited to watch that one kick off. That one kicks off Saturday. So I, you know, I like the Warriors coming out of that and beyond. Yep. Well, why don't we just check? Why don't we uh, talk about who we think is going to come out? Let's just, we'll just touch on quickly these other series. So um, how about Phoenix and the Clips? Phoenix. And then. Who's going to meet in the Western Conference Finals and move on from there? Who do you, who's your squad to move on from the Western Conference? I think the Warriors are coming out of the West. I agree. And actually, I said it at the beginning of the year on the Believe Network. It's documented as well. Yeah, so. yeah no, I had the Warriors. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's go. Uh, let's move on over to the East here. And everyone is chitting about the East. Sorry, Denver. We didn't give the Nugs much run right there. <laughs> well, that's where they're feeling a little disrespected. The number one seed, and we just kind of go, we'll just move on past you and not even mention you yeah. in, this, uh, in this NBA preview. We're going to move over to the East. That's what everyone's chitting about anyway. I think they actually have the three odds-on favorites, Milwaukee, Boston and I think the 76ers. Which come on. Dude, come on big time. I mean, here goes the East Coast bias again. Get serious. If you have Harden running your show, like it's just, there's it's not happening in the playoffs. Dude, I totally agree. I'm like these people that keep talking about the 76ers, I don't think so. You know where you could have me there, Doc, is if you call up my boy Mac McClung. No kidding. And give him some seven, like six man or seven minutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then we might have a different story there. He'll come in and yak on everyone. He did get called up the last two games, I was telling you. The, uh, the finale, he had 20 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Okay. Well, that's what we'd like to see. Come on, Doc. I will say about the East, get ready for my boy Donovan Mitchell in the Cavaliers. He's got something to show. Wide. And he's got some serious hops, too, when he wants to. Mm -hmm. He goes down the lane, and he goes, get out of my way, or you're going to get dipped on. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Philadelphia plays the Nets. Okay, just garb, garb, garb series there. Yeah. And then um, the play-in, it looks like um, – so the winner of the 7-8 goes on and plays Boston. So that will probably be, be big Miami because Atlanta – wow, Trey. Trey, 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 you get your points because you shoot a small amount, buddy. Never loved his game. You know, he was trying to be a staff kind of, you know, at Oklahoma, and just I'm like, you can't build around this dude. It's it's totally different. Oh, and it's really different when you shoot 43 percent from the field and 33 percent from three ball. That's not Cutner. And then you see they they kind of let leak yesterday. They're like, you know, they're allowed to trade him. The front office was given permission. So it's like they're messing with this dome here before this playing game, right? And Lord knows his dome's not quite there all the time. It can get rattled a little bit. Yep. So what do we have here in the East? I mean, come on. Is it just the no-brainer? It's Boston versus Giannis and the Bucks. Yep, except they're flip-flopping this year. Big Giannis is, is going to win the East. Yes, he is. Um, and so that means we've got Golden State versus Milwaukee. And that, this is exactly what I said at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately... The trophy's heading back to the East Coast with my boy Giannis. <laughs> that guy is a joker. They don't call him the Greek freak for nothing. He is pure, pure domination. He is. He is solid. The, the thing you'll see in the playoffs, though, is that when they get to play each other multiple times and they back up, they try to make him shoot those mid-rangers a little bit more. <laughs> and then he's not great at the free throw line. So if we're going up against Coach Kerr here, in the finals and the the ability to scheme, I still am going to lean with the Warriors to, okay. to go back to back. Yeah, I and just, then the health is so big for Milwaukee with Middleton. Yes, yes, they definitely need to stay healthy throughout for this to work. But Jan is just a joker. How bad that guy dominates! I mean, he really is the freak. The guy's just the way he dribbles up and down the court for how tall he is. Yeah. I love him. I love his game. He's great. Good personality, too. So he's he's easy to root for. Yes, and on that topic, um, just a little plug here for Giannis. His, the movie about him is legit. What's uh, it called? The one on Disney. Yep. Yep. That's a good one, ladies and gentlemen. True story, how they came from Greece. Yep. Very, very good. It's good <laughs> It's good for the kids as well. Kid appropriate. Yep. We've got big Giannis's signed jersey up in, in the boys' room. Oh, that's right. You want to tell listeners about that real quick, how that worked? That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, one of my son's school aides um, was super nice. and We'd always talk hoops at school. And she's like, oh, she's like my son um, works for, for the team. And I was just like, cool. So we'd always talk throughout the year. And she she gave me a couple like hats and shirts and stuff throughout the year. And then right when school was ending, she surprised me. It was a signed all-star jersey from Giannis. I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna be shocked at this. So we framed it, and it's up in their room. They were juiced, and they'll appreciate it even more when they get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, that's a good one to end it on. Unless you have anything else to say here, big guy. So uh, you, we both have the War Dogs and Milwaukee coming out. We just, we just uh, differ on who the champ's going to be. Yep, I like the Warriors. If Wiggins, you know, gets in play here eventually, I think that even helps them some more. But I like GP2s back on the squad, so Mm. I'm going Warriors. Oh, and also, um, we will be chitting every Tuesday. We'll continue to be coming on the air on Tuesdays. We'll continue to chit the NBA playoffs throughout the uh, rest of the season. Yep. So we'll have some more picks for everyone. 
Yep, keep looking at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Bolt Brady Picks. Bolt throws some stuff on there, like he said. So keep an eye on that for Day of Games. It'll help you out. But we appreciate it. Keep writing the reviews on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.